0: Everybody, record something they're saying. Right, Matt, go.
1: I'm gonna say this thing about my penis. Keith, go.
0: And we're talking about not penises. <laughs> City Longsword presents Swords in Stereo.
1: Welcome to Swords in Stereo. My name is Matt Stenson.
2: Oh, I'm Lucas de Blasi. And Keith Hamm.
1: We brought Keith Hamm in because we talked about dicks too much the last episode, so he's here to d dick us.
2: <laughs> Did that already also happen last episode?
1: <laughs> All right, so some business take care of. We put on a uh, we put the a new f-
2: the fifth d dicking
1: the fifth d dicking.
2: we're having a wonderful influence already.
1: Go, <laughs> couldn't even go 10 seconds twenty ahead. seconds. <laughs> he's uh, he's here to d dick our d dicking. Exactly. D dick exception. We put a new t-shirt up on TeePublic. That's just our club t-shirt. We got a guy that makes them in-house, but I think it's easier, especially right now during quarantine. And then if like we have like, if you want to send your grandma one, like in Ottawa, I don't know what state Ottawa's in, but it's not Florida. So.
2: It's in Ontario, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's not, <laughs> that's not <laughs> even the U.S. So definitely not Florida, right? It's correct, Matt. Okay. So, yeah, we put up uh, Boltsy <laughs> Bolts, longsword shirts there. Yeah. So, uh, let's do our weekly What's Up. It's the first time we're going to do this. So, We're
2: Luke, calling it the weekly What's
1: Up? I just made that up, but yeah, it's what official it? now. What's up, man? What's we're up, stuck. Lucas? What HEMA stuff have you been up to this week? As I say as I look at your helmet. I bought a helmet. What kind of helmet is it? Uh,
2: I bought the uh, Lords of Battle... Pound, snout, bassinet, uh, laurel, was it, laurel, laurel You're city fencing, the Gil- I didn't it. what's that, no, I- the, the, the YouTube channel for the laurel city fencing guys did a good video on armored fighting and getting into it for reasonable cost, they recommended the helmet, but I purchased it, and it's pretty nice, it's a working man's helmet, it's not a work of
1: art, but it's mine and I love it,
0: it's got nice lines. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't put it down
1: too much. So, are you looking to start harness facting? Is that, like, going to be a side gig? Is that something you're looking to do soon, or, like... Well, oh, we've talked about this, Matt. Oh, I, I haven't uh, talked yeah. about it on the podcast, oh. Lucas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have a... I have a chainmail...
1: Uh... Oh, yeah, that, gre- that greasy metal shirt you put on sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: if you find my Instagram... Uh, there's a video of me uh, taking it off.
1: What is your Instagram? It's pretty Instagram?
2: ridiculous. Oh, that's intense. I, don't, I never considered that. Mordzug at Instagram.com. What
1: does that name mean?
2: I think it means Murder Train because everybody started calling me Murder Train because I work with trains.
1: No, we called you Murder busy. Train because you would buffalo people and we would die.
2: <laughs> I stopped. I got better. <laughs> Still a good name, though. I, I kind of like it. Made it my Instagram
1: tag. So what's up with you, Keith? Hema Wise. I've been uh,
0: working on a flourish for a little competition put on by Academy Duello called So You Think You Can Sword. Uh, so hopefully they'll be able to upload that. Uh, finally did some filming today, uh, and yeah, we're coming down to the wire on the deadline. This will probably be released quite long after that, but whatever.
1: So everyone will know you won already? Is that what you're saying?
0: Oh, oh yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> yeah. yes. I watched you do it. Your hips do not lie. Yeah, got them, got them Jacksonville hips. Yeah. So I don't it, know what that means. It, but watch the video. It's fun
0: because I'm I'm gonna put myself in the open category, which means I've been doing it for longer than the beginner category. But I'm gonna use a weapon I haven't been studying that long. So, hooray!
1: Hooray! What weapon are you using?
0: Side
2: sword. Hey, that's a Myers book. It is. <laughs> Is it that sweet side sword that I was uh, earboxing everybody with?
0: Did you use mine for that, or did you use Phil's? Yeah.
2: No, I used yours for that.
0: Okay. Which Because Phil's would hurt more.
1: Well, everybody walked away smiling, so...
0: Yeah, I guess I it, mine. It was <laughs> it's
1: impressive, because uh, isn't that... That's the Castile uh, economy, yeah. which is actually fairly short for Fair. other standard side swords.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's within the realm of like historical average. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that abnormal, but most people go with the more 35 to 36 inch range, uh, just because that's common for the later stuff, I guess. And
2: it felt good to me.
0: Oh yeah, I love it. it. It's like a big knife.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, dicing up parsley. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, I, I've been
1: swinging a side sword.
2: Yeah. What's up with you, Matt? What have you been doing, Kima related
1: uh, I've just been reading... Or trying to read. I read so slow because of my. I got the A D D D H D. The I, got, I bought the two Osprey books on the Lange Connect fighters, and and I've been looking at their MC Hammer pants and their fluted breastplates and how they regimented their army and how heavy their guns were. Just cool factoids that I can bust out, you know, on podcasts and stuff. Flamboyant AF. Yeah, man. I can't. Uh, I want to get garb for Hogtown but that's expensive, so maybe Hogtown 2022. What's Hogtown, man? Hogtown is the local Ren Fair. That's not local. (laughs) As local as
0: it
2: gets
1: for those. Every year,
2: Hogtown comes to Gainesville, the club puts out the call, and whoever wants to, we show up on one of the days. Yeah. uh, troll
1: around. It's a fun day to sneak alcohol into a place we shouldn't be sneaking alcohol into.
2: I don't know if we want to be announcing that on a public forum.
1: Eh, let them find us. Well, so what's the topic today? We're going to like get into some uh we're going to get into the base of that pyramid we talked about last episode, right? Yeah, 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 you were there as well. Yeah, I was yeah, there. So
2: we uh fucking we talk about. We talked about uh what we would do differently. Yeah. So this is what we We made. time travel. I don't know if we want to get into
1: that. Yeah.
2: It went horribly awry last time.
1: Paradoxes
2: and stuff. Infinite. Yes, just, No. No. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, but so we, we threatened
2: that we were going to talk about the base of the pyramid, which is body. Hot body and structure. Boom. Boom. Uh, so, uh, body consists of two concepts it's a uh, structure and mechanics. So, structure is parts in relation, and mechanics is moving those parts. So, you have to understand kind of both in whatever way your system teaches to accomplish the task at hand, which is uh, stab the other guy and don't get stabbed. Keyword we like to use is triangles because it's a good uh, visual representation. You can check yourself well with this. Your structure should be good triangles. Don't you agree?
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, the, the termination of every strike, you should have good triangles from your uh, your grip, to the center of your chest uh, and your and your shoulders. So your, your points of your shoulders and the center of your grip should make a good triangle. Agree or disagree?
0: Subtle difference. Front of chest is specific to longsword? Yes. Um, because you have both hands on your weapon, and so it kind of has to be there. But since you go to a one-handed sword, that might be your armpit.
2: Well, possibly, yeah.
0: So it's like center mass... Or, like, some variation of that idea.
2: Right. Uh, would, I don't know, center to the line be, uh better? Line of engagement, center to the... Well, no, because that's not even true, because in longsword, you go to plow, your center of your chest is going to be pointed off, arguably 45 degrees from your opponent.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if there's a, a universally accepted uh, terminology for it.
1: Uh, for... Not but, a universal one for two handed that transfers to one handed. Yeah, like, But there's there is a universal for all two handed, you would say? Yeah, I think
0: the uh, the chest idea works really well for anything two handed.
1: So if we if everything we're saying about long swords should transfer to pole arm or hander or something like that quite easily.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
0: Can't I can't vouch for the big swords since Meyer doesn't touch those. But they're they're similar in idea at least. I don't
2: know. Halibur's pretty big.
0: And they, they don't get swung
2: like the, uh, the Biden-handers or the,
0: the Montantes or the Spadones. When
2: we took that broken mini-fridge out of the backyard <laughs> and took a halibur to it, I think there was some pretty... Uh, well, that wasn't a halberd. grandiose... <laughs> what were you we using? It was a pole <laughs> hammer. A pole hammer. Yeah. My bad. World. Entirely different weapon, of course. Yeah. You know, Completely different use. Shame! Not really. Okay, so that's that's arms, and then uh, if we uh, travel uh, daintily down our arms, we have hands, and they're gripping a weapon, so again, specific to longsword, handshake grips all around.
1: Yeah, use the meat of that thumb, boy.
2: It should go from uh, the heel of your pinky uh, across to the base of your index finger. Yeah. Yeah, structure, triangles, your stance, you should have a wide-ish, wide-ish base. Uh With your center of gravity making the peak,
1: so when you say triangles, my brain automatically goes to tripod. How far off is that mindset?
2: It's not far off because the your center of balance should make the the, the third leg of the tripod, right? Yeah, so the,
0: the way I first started explaining the, the tripod idea to help people, um, particularly with plow, is that your your hands become the third leg of your tripod. that people naturally move that way where the the third leg of their tripod is where their energy is going, so they're constantly falling towards that, and the other two legs are adjusting to to keep them ambulatory, and they they walk instead of falling on their face. So even in your static positioning uh, with the sword, if you put plow where your hands are now pointing your triangle towards the place where the third leg of your tripod would go, then you should be set up correctly and uh, able to accept the force of a blow or, or whatever you need to do.
2: Right. Resisting the force of a blow. So here at Bullseys Longsword, we teach that your arms should be extended but not locked in the majority of your guards, and specifically uh, Plow and Ox, because they defend your upper and lower quarters. So you align your extended arms towards the source of the force, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So it should be centered with your chest, arms extended, but not locked and towards the line of force. That's going to try and hit you just through your head. So that's why if you advance your hands, well, I mean, they put the Meyer cross right, right at your meeting of your clavicle, right? So it's called
1: your neck hole,
2: the neck hole. So they put the, (laughs) the center of the cross at the neck hole. And if they're hitting your upper quarters, you should not let them do that. So you go to ox that protects your upper quarters. So your arms are extended, but not locked centered with your chest. If you advance, your hands forward of your chest, then they're going to hit you in the hands on that path to your face. And if you retreat your hands past that chest center line, then they're going to hit your sword and have all the leverage. So you want the strong of your sword in the path of the uh, strike that's coming. Yeah. Is that correct? I'm
1: going to have to play that back and re-listen to it, but it (laughs) it sounded correct.
2: Check it out. Centered with your chest, extended but not locked, so we've covered arms, hands, feet.
1: So do we want to be on the balls of our feet, Lucas? Well,
2: uh, I don't know. You look at a lot of the Meyer art. he's has a lot of, like, contrapposto positions. Not a, not a lot.
1: Counterpasta? What does that mean?
2: That means your hips and your shoulders are not in alignment, I think. Uh, some art major may disagree, but...
1: Okay, it's, so... It's close enough. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, so...
0: But as, as far as the, the ball to the, you know, the heel... Conversation it it's a constant variance. Um, there are times you'll want to pivot. You need the ball of your foot for that. You see a lot right. of
1: sport fencers that they, they go into that hoppy Taekwondo type thing where they're constantly on the balls of their feet and they never set a base at all.
0: Well, they they do because they're still very much uh, into the idea of of lunging, particularly with the heels. So they when they fling that front leg out, they land on the heel.
1: Well, we get a lot of new people. They'll come in and they they do that. That taekwondo, they're about to point point spar, bob up and down because well. they, they think that adds speed, but I, I th- after a while it stops working. So I, I'd like us to just talk about it a little bit so people know maybe shouldn't invest much time into that and, and go straight. Well,
2: so that so that goes into like tactical considerations. So you want to be lighter on your feet to be able to maneuver, but when you're delivering your strike, if you're on the balls of your feet, or if you're hopping into the air, your strike's not going to be complete because structure and mechanics, uh, structure specifically, like it, it comes from the ground. You you drive your strikes with the force of the ground because you have to be rooted with a good triangle and you have to be able to transfer that force from that base rooted to the ground through your, your core and into your, uh, your arms. So if you have noodley arms, that force from the earth is going to shatter your noodly arms. noodly arms. Noodley arms. <laughs> so you, you have to you have to terminate your strike <laughs> with extended but not locked arms, centered with your body, centered with your chest-ish, in a proper handshake grip to deliver the force from the ground through your legs and your core into your arms and in, in,
1: into the sword. It sounds like you're saying Meyer's more of an earthbender than a waterbender. Is that correct? No, <laughs> wildly
0: inappropriate. Oh. Uh, but to to circle back off onto the uh, the foot thing, the the way I generally stress it uh, is: anytime you're dealing with a lot of energy, whether it's your own, you know, pushing or landing or or whatever, or your opponent's, you know, taking the force of whatever they're doing, you want to be using the largest muscle groups and structures possible. So if you're lunging forward and you land on the ball of your foot, that means that like now your toes and all the muscles and bones of your feet are accepting your full body weight, whereas when you go to the heel, it's connected directly to your leg. There's not all those tiny pieces in there. So when it hits, you feel it in your hip. It goes directly towards your spine, so on and so forth, so that you're, you're accepting that energy with large things that are built to do it. And you can you can watch Roland Morzaka videos, or you can watch people who's run, that Roland Morzaka, and you know, all these sources that will say that like all oh, people run on the balls of their feet, blah blah blah. They don't actually, in, in my experience, um, none of us have learned to do that. Uh, you can kind of prance around on the balls of your feet and accept a lot of energy, but when you're lunging or you know putting all of your weight down into a foot with effort, you kind of want the heel and then of course if you want nimbleness then you can switch to the ball as you pivot or or whatever right but if you're if you're looking to use large energy use large muscle groups and bones and that that's the same thing as the triangle is if you've got your elbows bent and someone smashes into your sword you're resisting them
2: with your elbows right with your bi- with like your bicep
0: yeah But if you've got the arms straight, then all that energy goes straight into your shoulders, and you can feel it in your lower back. Boom. And, like, that's part of, like, the very first lesson I do on people with structure is, like, you know, bend your elbows, smack the sword. Oh, wow, you almost ate that cross guard. Now straighten your arms. Their own cross guard. Yeah. Smack the sword. Oh, where did you feel at that time? Oh, in in my back. What's a bigger muscle group? What did you feel was easier to, you know, resist that with? So the same, whether it's it's the the triangle of your your upper body, or accepting energy and moving around with the, the lower body, is use the big ones rather use. than your your toes. Use the
1: big ones. Big ones. That's a great motto for life. Yeah, pretty much. Do
2: it big. Get so, the big thing.
1: So when you when you do your drills, you should just be stomping around like Bigfoot. No. No. Okay.
0: No, I mean, there's still lightness and everything, but of course, you know, sometimes you have that, those explosive motions, and I generally recommend not to stomp ever. Uh, sometimes I do it for effect, but it, it's not advisable.
2: Nice. That was a, was a beautiful explanation of structure. It's fucking some, cool.
1: Some would say so, yeah, I guess.
2: No, it was, it was very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're some, Lucas. Stick up for yourself, buddy. <laughs> no,
2: I just said that. we're doing another Inception joke. <laughs> um, so that, that, that moves directly into mechanics. So we just talked about structure. Cool. Mechanics is moving that structure through space, right? We like to teach to put your strong metal bits out before your soft fleshy bits. So that talks to the sequencing that you should be doing with your structure.
0: Sword first. Sword, yeah. Sword, sword first. Even Silver got that part right.
2: Oh,
1: oh man. man. <laughs> I'm not the only man one Christ. now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I had this, uh, I, you know, we're, we're in lockdown and... Uh, Everything's fucking uh, madness around here. Uh, I've been talking to one of our club members about his uh, solo training. He has a habit of, tra- uh, yeah, he has a habit of trailing tip with his uh, longsword strikes. So I was trying to coach him remotely, blah blah blah. But then I had uh, this realization that it's it's nothing we haven't said before, but it just connected dots for me. So Keith Ham is our rapier instructor. And w- w- describe a describe a proper lunge, uh, focusing on the sequencing.
1: But talk about the rocket pommel when you do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keith, can you tell us a story about the rocket pommel?
0: <laughs> okay, I guess I have to start there. Then there's a lot of different analogies for this, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of analogies, and I'll sometimes flood people with them because one's going to make sense, uh, whereas I might have six others that make no sense to Lucas. The rocket might, as opposed to the anchor or whatever. So you shouldn't be muscling a lunge very much. Uh, I I try to stress that it's more like the sword is pulling you. And so one of the first lunges I have people do is I tell them, you know, just stand here. Don't engage any muscles, which people have a very hard time with. Um, And then I just pull on their sword and it extends their arm. And if they don't engage any muscles, then it pulls their shoulders forward and and so on and so forth until they move their feet. An analogy for this is that your pommel is a rocket. You flip the switch with your thumb and the sword just goes and it pulls you along with it. You're not flinging yourself. um, That's a wonderful word there because it shows up a lot in sources. You know, Don't muscle the sword out in front of you. Don't leap. Just let the sword pull you into the lunge and it makes it look effortless. Gets rid of a lot of tells. And then you can just, like, slowly stab people in the neck from 12 feet away, uh, like Miles Cup, uh, who's a real son of a bitch with that.
2: So what what happens if uh, if they don't let the sword pull them and they uh, move everything else first? They die. They die, yeah. <laughs> so uh... so that, that's the,
0: <laughs> one of the other parts of this is, like, basically everything in Rapier starts with the sword. Because I, I stress, like, you're, you're in a fight here. You have all these organs and your skin that you want to protect, let the thing that doesn't bleed do its job. Send the piece of steel out in front of you before bringing your organs any closer to that person's pointy thing. Yes. Because the sword can handle it, your liver can't.
2: So take everything Keith just said and replace longsword, or replace rapier with longsword or sidesword or sac, and it kind of holds true for all of your cuts. Agree or disagree? Oh, agree. Yeah.
1: Sure. I also agree. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Predator right now. <laughs> what part? Because he said if it, this, all the stuff that bleeds, and then I immediately was like, if it bleeds, if it bleeds we, we can, can kill, kill it. it. And then, like, I came back and you are like, three paragraphs later.
2: Do that whole song. fucking love that movie. Billy. (laughs) I mean, if we're gonna go on this sidetrack, we'll talk about
0: it. Son of a bitch! (laughs) Shouldn't have had an alien in that movie. Uh (laughs) Aw, the aliens are the the weakest part of the movie.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I I I just—I physically stepped back, (laughs) literally just then.
2: How? How was that? Killed it. Without that backdrop, you can't have the bonding. Who cares about the like? They all—they were bonded
0: when they showed up. We, just, we, we are placed into this world with all these ridiculous characters. Yeah. And we're shown at the very beginning. Goddamn sexual You piratosaur. son of a bitch. Like, they love each other. They know each yeah. other. They have a history. What's the
2: matter? You've been pushing
1: too many pencils?
0: Yeah, see? So, we don't... But we
1: don't feel the emotion unless they start dying. Which is why well, well, the Predator's could, they, there. Yeah, no, they no, no. connected they, in
0: the, the beginning. The Colombians could have us. killed them. But the, the fact that the Predator showed Colombians up... The Colombians couldn't have killed
1: them. <laughs> no and, way
0: they And hell. killed them too fast. <laughs> like, just go back and watch like the, the helicopter ride in. And Jesse Ventura like just chewing through that Goddamn scenery.
2: sexual parasol.
0: Exactly. There should have been a movie that was an hour and a half of that.
2: Of them in a helicopter? Yeah, or? him
0: and Billy and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of this stuff just... They could make a speed sequel
1: with that whoa. Hulk, whoa. We could make this movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a better movie had Shane Black. never showed up.
1: What? I'm Shane Black. It's... Yeah. Okay. I can make it. I can make
2: it. <laughs> Nobody ever quotes that part. Do it all the time. Got to pull out of the bottom of the bucket to get the good ones. For all the juice collects. So, if you anyway. if you want to strike, if you want to make a cut, just like in rapier, you set you you set your point first, right? You you move your arm and your hand. You move your arm Itch. first. Yeah. So you set your point and then you move your body, you follow through. That's a gross a gross yeah, No, uh,
0: uh, yeah, and that, that's that's when I start to like harp on how accuracy works, um, and that most modern uh, point drill or point control drills are useless because if your lunge is right, then your accuracy just happens.
2: Boom! So I, I connected the dots. Like I, I made a, I had a really large leap in my effectiveness in longsword and other things when I took like a couple months of rapier with uh, Keith Ham. I'm so sorry for
0: who the rest of the world.
1: Ah, cool. It's all right. I got a fuck me. the rest of the world. Be sorry for me. He's I'm the ass he kicks. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm not
2: that good. So you uh, you set your point and then you lunge through. You follow through with your body. You put your steel bits out there and you follow through. Yeah. And then uh, the the same with uh, cutting or or longsword f- uh, sparring or whatever you you set your position like Meyer described. You set your first guard. And then you follow through, but you, follow, you don't follow through with your arms. You don't follow through with your wrists. You follow through with your whole body. So you're, you set your structure, and then you follow through turning your body, which turns your sword, with good structure. That and then doing that is good mechanics. And you will have a sound strike. You'll be protected because your sword will always be on the edge of your quote-unquote box. And you're more likely to end up in an overbind situation, in which case you mutate. Or you thrust, or you uh, you,
1: you, you uh, murder their face. It sounds like you're talking about generating power with your hips and not your arms.
2: It's all in the hips. So when you when you try and do it with your arms, you fail. You die. Like like he said earlier, it's if you if you move everything else first, uh, and you don't have a proper grip, you're, you have a hammer grip, and you try and swing your arms first. Well, now you're leading. You're le- literally leading. With your hands into your strike, your sword's all uh, fucking trailing behind you. Then you move your body. It won't matter at that point because your sword's already completed,
1: getting all fucked up. So the easiest way to generate power with your hips, though, is a passing step, right? Yeah. So every strike should have a step. Oh, you're. Oh, oh my god, this is called a segue. This is a it's like someone said that. <laughs> this
2: is a trap. Uh, what are What are some exceptions to everything that we just talked about?
0: Well, exception. May not be the right word, but you know, there, you have a lot of guards that don't seem to to favor that triangle, um, right? Or
1: key would be one because you're literally T Rexed up. Well,
0: triangle. yeah, but I mean yeah. you're, you're not going to cut from key very often. You're going to pass through another guard on your way out of key before you cut. Which guard? Well, it depends on what you're cutting.
2: Well, so if you're might if be you're, plow, might be change. If if you follow what Meyer talks about, he t- he describes every cut in three guards, right? The 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 beginning the, the middle or the impact and the end the you know if you if you're doing a full cut so if you're in key and you want to do a wrath cut you have to you have to move up to tog or wrath guard first or hanging or ha- or, or a hanging but even if you go to, if you go to a hanging like ox or, or, or a true hanging like or you know the hanging guard you still circle background you're
0: still whatever, gonna circle back around you're still, still
2: going to have to go back up to a good tog set your position okay. and then send your metal bits out first which means you've now wasted like three tempos
1: what the fuck's a tempo
2: teresy oh my god <laughs> we'll, we'll is that is that before or after <laughs> um, so to, to, so uh, how do we how do we train or uh, more exceptions uh, ta- tactically withdrawing so, your hands one of the things um, people struggle in, uh, with
0: is like yeah, you know, we haven't we haven't talked about it yet, I guess, but the your uh, Frankenstein drill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, that
2: that's beginner ground level work, right? Yeah. So
0: you you set that triangle, and then you just turn your your
2: whole body through,
0: so that your arms are never a part of it, right? Right. And and you may be able to have a have your own explanation. Well,
2: it's it's based off. Uh, I think I think it's called the the Dutch drill. It's like a Dutch kickboxing drill that I saw over way over yonder in a minor key. You lock your body. You lock your arms like a Frankenstein. And then you just step, turning your hips and your body into the punching bag, and it trains you to move your body appropriately. You know, to power with your core uh, and your hips, you know, from your legs, from the ground. So you start doing this. You're throwing real robotic like kicks and punches, and then eventually you loosen up, and you start putting some snap into it. And that's where and it blah, gets tricky. Blah, blah. That's where that's where it gets tricky. Everybody tries to start there and get tricky and be loose and flop, so, flop about when you really should start with good structure.
0: So one thing about the Frankenstein drill, um, and then I'll move on to like my actual point is one of your early explanations of it was that the sword is attached to your chest. Um, and the only way to move it is to turn your hips or to turn your chest. And so like the Frankenstein becomes like, now your arms are atta- literally attached to your chest and they're yeah. holding the sword, but they can't move. Right. So the only way you can swing Your weapon is by turning your whole body, and this is how people, you know, learn that. Like, oh, I'm not swinging this with you know my arms and just let it flail out there. I'm turning, and then I end in a position because of that. Uh, But then nobody fights like that. Correct. So that next step from Frankensteining to like, okay, I'm cutting these Oberhaus and Unterhaus with my body now instead of my arms. Hooray! But I'm never in a real guard. When I start these, this isn't how I spar. This isn't how like I'm going to go into a tournament. How do I connect them? And so part of the, the sword moving first that I've, I've kind of hit on recently uh, with with a student is start in whatever guard you want. Set your triangle. Now Frankenstein.
2: Start in any guard you want. Yeah. So, so we're doing, they're working on uh, uh, wrath cuts.
0: Yeah. So if, you, if you're in, if you're in wrath guard, swords are on your shoulder. You're obviously you don't have a triangle. Your elbows are all bent,
2: right? And your sword's you, behind your yeah. Head. You're
0: you're you're wound up. So action one, set your triangle. Yes. So now your cut's halfway through its motion already. You set to tog, or not even necessarily tog, uh, like middle hut or or whatever. You just ex- Out, extend. Yeah, just extend into you your don't triangle.
2: do build a good triangle.
0: And then as soon as that manage, that that motion is finishing, you're stepping, and yeah. turning your hips to power. Your Frankenstein cut, yeah. And so then your sword has to move first because if you don't have your triangle, you can't cut because you can't cut with your hips, right? Like if your if your elbows are bent, your sword's on your shoulder, and you Frankenstein, you're not cutting anything.
2: Oh God, no! Your sword's behind your head. You're yeah, it's going to turn. So you have to get it
0: out your, front into your, your Frankenstein. Face. Yeah. So ah, uh, and then, then turn. and then power through. Yeah. 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 So it's it's going from whatever position you wanted to setting the easiest triangle on the the path towards your target. yes, Fuck And yes. then, then your arms are straight and you have your triangle, your, your is all set and you
2: power it with your, your whole body as you turn with your hips. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And it, it, it also serves to illuminate people with grip issues because if you're hammer gripping and you set your triangle and then power through with your, your body, your, your tip is going to be trailing dramatically. And you're not even, you might not even hit the person. So then, then you can stop people and say, Hold it this way. We get a handshaker. Now do the exact same thing, and their sword is advanced, you know, however much, 45 degrees ahead of where it was, and now you're putting the sword first and it, blasting through your target.
0: And like I said, it, it enforces that move the sword before anything else. Right. Because you have to go from whatever position you're in to your triangle.
2: Right. And then, uh, you know, we, we alluded to it a couple times, then you can... Once you've mastered that and it's muscle memory, then you can start to loosen up and not have good structure while you're in your, your relaxed guards, especially in sparring. You, you relax, you get loose, but then when you cut, if you're not cutting with these structured mechanics, you're going to have weak cuts. So you then, at least at the termination, at the impact, impact point of your cut, you have to have good structure.
1: So when I brought up Kia earlier... I realize, like when you're getting loose, being loose is a real good way to hide your measure. Like I know a lot of, uh, uh, there's a couple people at the club when they abzug, when they're withdrawing, they'll go into key. So now you don't, instead of long point, because you don't, now you have to like, you have to do those calculations. Well, can they get me now or not? Right. And I think it's the same thing when you go into wrath guard, because they're not in that firm structure. It's harder for your opponent to calculate Right. the measure. So, that going from that stiff Frankenstein to something loose back and forth, is almost a way to deceive your opponent. Yeah. What's next on your list, there, buddy?
2: That's, we, we've covered. Uh, oh my yeah, god! Every, everything that we've uh, we've talked about, here, or that we that we intended to talk <laughs> about, the the base of the triangle that we teach. Well, we touched on that. Well, covered, well no, well, well, the, uh, the base the base of the triangle that we teach at both Long longsword is body, which is a. Uh, encompassed by structure and mechanics. Structure is parts in relation. Mechanics is parts in motion. When you do that properly, you're, uh... Are you doing it right? I don't know.
1: Well, I was... I was now that we're past that, so I I hinted at that Meyer quote about every cut should have its step. Yeah. But I've recently been doing uh, drills that Dross Farratt sent me, where I'm I'm just pivoting on the ball of my foot as I rotate my hips. Right. So, uh, my foot is facing my opponent, and then it faces forty five out as my hips rotate, and I'm not actually stepping, but I'm still keeping good structure. Right. Explain to me how that works, because I don't get it.
0: Well,
2: it's it's a drill.
1: It's a drill. There we go. There's the answer. But
2: it, it's not real. No, it's oh, this is these are the exceptions, right? So you're you're still. You are still turning your hips and core with your strike properly, right? Um, so by uh, keeping your lead foot forward, and you know you you can strike both ways by uh, turning your hips appropriately. And then, uh, Mr. Farat, who who did he get his?
1: It's only Mr. Farat if you're nasty.
2: <laughs> Mr. Farat, uh, he likes he he's described it as a open and closed footwork. So you're, you're either hips are open or your hips are closed. And I think that's a really good, there's really good terms to, to to talk about this kind of stuff. So if your lead foot is forward all the time, how do you power with your body? Will you open and close your hips? He, he's got a series of videos uh, where I, he mentions it uh, on on his YouTube channel. So go check them out. It's really, it's really great. It's, it, it's easy to follow. It's
0: yeah. So like my point about it being a drill was that you, you totally can power a cut correctly without, necessarily stepping because you can still pivot uh, on the ball of your foot now. Use your hips to power that cut and everything. Well, that's the same
1: way you power a cut when you do a gathering step. You're just not gathering, right?
0: Essentially, but then you're stepping.
1: But yeah, yeah.
0: So where the the difference is for me and why I say it's a drill is because if you're not stepping when you cut, it means that you are already in measure to hit your target. Why were you hanging out in
1: measure? I believe he's he's using it as a provoker, but that's a that's yeah. So that that's a whole that's, different thing. Yeah, you don't you don't need to
0: power that cut that yeah. much because it's not necessarily real. Especially if you're not stepping into measure with it, then you know it
2: can't hit. Well, it, but there's interpretations of like zorn orc where you are not stepping with your zorn. You're you're just throwing a, a lead foot forward, turning of the hips, no step to the the wrath the wrath cut the zorn yeah. And then the orc comes with the step, so you're you're doing this uh, uh, open closed hip footwork.
0: Well, generally, if you uh, if you watch people who run that interpretation, and uh, I'm one of them, there is a step. It just doesn't
2: advance. So the the turning of your hips counts as a step. As they'll often, as as often start
0: gathering okay. when they do that, so that then sure. they, they step forward with the thrust at the end.
1: Well, it could be appropriate too, because if you're if even if you're not stepping, that doesn't mean your opponent's not.
2: Yeah, you're, right. So the space between you is still changing. Yeah. So
0: I mean, there, there's there's times. Typically, if my opponent's stepping towards me with a cut, I want to step
2: back or you know whatever because
0: double yeah, leg like takedown.
1: Yeah. Unless we, we're casting
0: going to ring in and it's in the of, book.
1: Yeah. Fireball. But Well, come here, man.
0: Being that I I have to fight guys like you, I come don't want to wrestle. Me. The, the both of you.
2: What? Oh, just kick me in my bad knee. I'll be all right. Well, yeah.
0: So uh, maybe that's why I didn't want to wrestle. <laughs>
2: that's why I... I don't want to wrestle uh, either.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Matthew Stinson.
1: That's the only reason I do hemo. <laughs> so
2: we're we're starting to get. So uh, we talked last week. It's a it's it's holistic. That that's uh, the holistic holistic. So you can't talk with, about body without straying into other concepts, and that's the rest of our pyramid uh, yeah. that that we work that we work through and, and towards. So I think right now is a good time to fucking hammer it, hammer a nail straight into the coffin
1: and let it kick in the this stream. episode get two more beers and let's do
2: another one. Base of the pyramid is body and you must focus on that first. And if you're maybe if you're teaching somebody that's what you want to focus on as well. Those are our thoughts on it. Uh, final words, anybody?
1: Yeah if you if you not if you're not doing your structure right everything else that you try to learn is going to end up falling apart at some point. Yes. So it's really important to get this down. Even if it's, even if you think it's boring, even if it, if it's moving slow for you, well, we've had some people come in who put to put nicely, just were not coordinated, but we really needed, we're like, listen, this is super important and I'm sorry you're not getting it, but, but let's, let's keep doing this drill a little while longer.
2: Right. Yeah. So, it, it is the foundation of the pyramid. That's, that's what needs to happen to make everything else work. Keith? Agree with all of that, basically.
0: Uh, one of the things that, that really sent it home for me uh, was early on, you know, since I started with Rape here, uh, one of the biggest things to look at is when you lunge, where is your knee pointed? Because if your knee and your toe aren't pointed the same direction, things go pop, you go to the hospital. And so Oh, the, really? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so if you start applying that kind of logic to everything else you do like you just watch where is my energy and weight going what joints is it passing through what direction are they set to uh, you know accept that energy right because if something's off you know your wrist is twisted your elbow is bent whatever you quickly see how that energy breaks down and you know, gets bottled up in the wrong spot right uh, so like that was just a big part for me that if if talking like move like this move like that doesn't help you th- to thinking of it as energy and your ability to, to accept it like chi yes
1: yes chi yes <laughs>
0: so oh uh, it's a good thing we don't have video
2: <laughs> this is a-
1: we're gonna wrap this shit up <laughs> my name is Matt Stinson is Lucas the Posse. this is Simpa Ham and we are out This episode
2: of Swords and Stereo was produced by Final Plank Media Productions. Theme song for Swords and Stereo is Thunderer by Professor Ogma. Check him out, too. To find out more about Bold
1: City Longsword, visit their website at jacksonvillehema.com. To find more Final Plank Media produced podcasts, visit finalplank.com.
2: Or visit us at Final Plank on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.